Welcome to day 25 of our Marian Consecration as we journey with John Paul II. And today is part two of Mary's retreat. Father Gately says, Yesterday we began a retreat within our retreat by joining Mary's retreat. In other words, we began to ponder the ways that Jesus prepared Mary to understand and fully embrace her new motherly role in the kingdom of God. Today we continue this retreat at the wedding feast of Cana, where Mary's motherly mediation gloriously shines forth. Let's review the scene from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1-12. through 12. The mother of Jesus is at the wedding feast, and Jesus and his disciples are also invited, presumably because of Mary. The wine runs short. Mary notices this and brings it to the attention of her son. They have no wine, says Mary. Jesus seems to rebuke her when he says, Woman, what have you to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Mary nevertheless tells her servants, Do whatever he tells you. The servants follow Jesus' orders to fill stone jars with water. Then the water becomes wine, and the disciples believe. Let's now ponder more deeply John Paul's commentary on this scene. His words to the heart of Mary's role in our lives and explain why we should be seeking to consecrate ourselves to her. John Paul II says, quote, Cana clearly outlines the new dimension, the new meaning of Mary's motherhood. It is a new kind of motherhood according to the spirit and not just according to the flesh. That is to say, Mary's solicitude for human beings, her coming to them in the wide variety of their wants and needs. At Cana, in Galilee, there is shown only one concrete aspect of human need, apparently a small one of little importance, as in having no wine. But it is a symbolic value. This coming to the aid of human need means, at the same time, bringing those needs within the radius of Christ's messianic mission and salvific power. Thus, there is a mediation. Mary places herself between her son and mankind in the reality of their needs, wants, and sufferings. She puts herself in the middle. That is to say, she acts as a mediatrix, not as an outsider, but in her position as mother. She knows that as such, she can point out to her son the needs of mankind, and in fact, she has the right to do so. Her mediation is thus in the nature of intercession. Mary intercedes for mankind. And that is not all. As a mother, she also wishes the messianic power of her son to be manifested. That salvific power of his, which is meant to help man in his misfortunes, to free him from the evil which in various forms and degrees weighs heavily upon his life. Another essential element of Mary's maternal task is found in her words to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. The mother of Christ presents herself as the spokeswoman of her son's will, pointing out those things which must be done so that the salvific power of the messianics may be manifested. At Cana, thanks to the intercession of Mary and the obedience of the servants, Jesus begins his hour. At Cana, Mary appears as believing in Jesus. Her faith evokes the first sign and helps kindle the faith of the disciples. The episode at Cana 
in Galilee offers a sort of first announcement of Mary's mediation, wholly oriented toward Christ and tending to the revelation of his salvific power. Father Gately ends by saying, I'd like to highlight a few important points from the passage for us to ponder. First, not necessity, but by God's choice, the handmaid of the Lord, who does the Father's will perfectly, has a right as mother and mediatrix to point out to her son the needs of mankind. Shouldn't we have recourse to such a powerful mother of mercy with regard to our own needs and intentions? Second, Mary needs servants who will obey her words. Do whatever he tells you. Are we ready to be her servants so Jesus can begin his hour in our day? Thirdly, it is clear from the words, do whatever he tells you, that Mary's role is wholly orientated toward Christ and tends to the revelation of his saving power. Mary's mediation, therefore, is in union with and subordinate to the one mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Our closing prayer today is, Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. We will repeat that prayer ten times. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's inter powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, remind me to ask for Mary's powerful intercession in my times of need. St. John Paul II, pray for us. And may Almighty God bless you and your intentions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.